Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 99, top five reasons to use an external recorder for podcasting. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is a how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. Thank you so much for joining me for this. I am really looking forward to the 100th episode, which will be next week, recorded live on October 15th, 2012 at 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time over at noodle.mx slash live. If you haven't sent in your podcasting tips for the 100 amazing podcasting tips from amazing podcasters, there's still a little bit of time left. I would say the cutoff would be, let's make it October 10th or 11th, somewhere around there, about the middle of this week when I'm recording this episode. So make it uh, very short it within 20 seconds. You can mention, please mention your name and your site or your podcast. If you have a podcast, even if you're not a podcaster, but you're thinking about it or you listen to podcasts and you have a tip that is something that sticks out to you that you wish podcasters knew this. Maybe it's, hey, make your email address clickable on your website, please. Or it could be something like, make sure your website doesn't require me to stretch my browser out on a 25 foot monitor screen or anything like that. You could send that as a tip. Please send those to feedback at the audacity to podcast.com. You can send written or recorded. Just make sure the tip is shorter than 20 seconds. That way I can fit in a hundred tips in our next episode of the audacity to podcast. I'm really excited about it. It will be really awesome because wow, these tips are so great. There are things here that I thought, Hey, I never thought of that before. So it's going to be really hard for me to not talk much during episode 100 because I want to make sure that we can fit in all of these 100 tips. And then maybe in future episodes, we can dig more into uh, each of those tips. But today I'm sharing with you a, a response to a question I get quite frequently from several people. Most recently, Bud had sent in this question basically asking, why use an external recorder? Why is it that so many podcasters, professional podcasters are saying, you got to use an external recorder, got to use an external recorder. Now, I think that you, by now, if you've listened to most of the Audacity to Podcast, if you haven't, go back to the audacitytopodcast.com and listen to past episodes. You know that I recommend an external recorder, but I don't think you have to use an external recorder. So that's why this episode is not titled five reasons you must use an external recorder. It's five reasons to use one. Five things that an external recorder can give you that recording straight into your computer might not give you. Now, external recorder could be something like a Zoom H4n, a Roland R05 or R09HR, or it could be an iPhone, an iPad, an Android phone, an iPod Touch. Those could kind of work as external recorders as well. You just need to make sure that you have a good connection into those devices so it doesn't mess up your recording as you connect it to those. But we're looking at just any kind of external recorder. What are the top reasons to use one? Because you don't have to use one. 
but you may want to after you hear these top five reasons. So being that this is a top five list, I'm going to start from the bottom. Number five, simplicity. Depending on which external recorder you get, you may be able to reduce or completely eliminate several steps from your workflow or maybe even several pieces of equipment. Because with a portable recorder, you can record straight to MP3s. Almost all of them let you record straight to MP3s. Many also let you record into uncompressed WAV files, which if you're going to be doing any kind of editing, I recommend that you record into uncompressed wave or the highest quality MP3 file possible. So you don't want to record into your final destination format unless all you're going to do is record into your recorder and then publish that episode like that. You could do that. You can do that with a portable recorder. Record straight to MP3 and publish that file if that's all you wanted to do with it. Depending on your recorder, you could also mix inputs without a mixer. Like, take the Zoom H4n, for example. That's the recorder I use. It has two XLR inputs, and also in the XLR inputs, I could, instead of using XLR, which are the big round plugs, I could instead use quarter-inch plugs into there. Or on the back, there's also a spot where I can plug in an eighth inch or 3.5 millimeter plug stereo plug into that. So I have multiple connection options and the H4N records in four channels. So I could potentially, depending on my wiring and such, plug different things into different channels so that my voice is on one track or maybe the left side. If I'm recording in just stereo, I could plug one mic into one side, another mic into the other side. Then I get stereo separation. I can edit my voice one way and edit my co-host's voice a different way because I'm recording into left and right channels. That's something that I can do. Or uh, so mixing the inputs together and then you can, on some recorders, you can convert it into mono after you've recorded And you can sometimes, depending on the recorder, again, you can sometimes adjust the levels of these separate inputs. The H4N now has a feature uh, with some of the latest firmware that you can adjust the individual channel volume levels, even left and right. So this could replace a mixer. You can also, like I mentioned, plug XLR mics directly into some of these recorders, like the Zoom H4N, the Zoom H2, some of these larger ones, you can plug the mics directly into it. Again, not needing a mixer. Or you could do something like take this with you, plug a microphone into it and hold the microphone while you're somewhere else. And this is doing the recording for you. Again, very, very simple. Even some of these recorders can apply compression, limiting and gating to your recording for you right on the recorder. So you don't have to have a hardware compressor, limiter, gate, or you don't have to run it through software afterward. Now, I recommend software. I like the software method or having the extra very controllable hardware method. But sometimes these portable recorders can do a really good job of enhancing the volume levels of your audio for you like that. And I would say... Probably all of the good external recorders, the Zoom, the Roland, the the other sizes, the Tascam, have a headphone jack allowing you to monitor what you're recording, which you can't get that sometimes with just a microphone going into your computer. You might have latency issues or all of this kind of mess. So 
these things allow you, uh, these things, I mean, can all be in a single device, potentially, depending on which recorder you get, where you can use this one device to do all of these things instead of having to get these separate devices. That could be one reason, and that's reason number five. Reason number four to use an external recorder is mic replacement. If you're thinking about getting a microphone or maybe several microphones and an external recorder, well, you could consider starting out with just the external recorder because it has a great microphone on it. Most of these professional level ones like the Tascam, the Zoom, the Roland, the different leading models from each of them have some great microphones. Now, they are condenser microphones, which I usually don't recommend for podcasting, but they are still pretty high quality. So you could record straight into the recorder, not have to get a separate microphone. Or some of these recorders, like the Zoom uh, line of recorders, offer what's called ASIO. Essentially, it allows you to connect your device to your computer and use your external recorder as a microphone on your computer. So then you could plug your headphones into the external recorder, hear what you're recording, but you could use it then to record straight into your computer if you wanted, or use it for Skype calls or anything like that. So it could potentially replace a microphone for you. So reason number five, simplicity. Reason number four, mic replacement. Reason number three, extra functionality. Again, depending on the recorder that you get, you may be able to have some extra functionality while you're doing your podcasting. For example, on the Zoom H4n, I record in four channels. That is, I have my voices, myself and my co-hosts, on one stereo channel, and I have my background music, my sound effects, uh, even guest calls on a separate channel. This allows me then to take my four-channel recording into Audacity or any kind of audio editor, and then I can process the different channels however I want. So I process my voice through Chris's dynamic compressor, that you can get that from the com slash Chris, and then all I do on the music that I record is I run it through a normalization, which simply universally increases the volume level of everything I've selected up to a certain point. So it's not doing any kind of compression on those files. That way it's not messing up my fade-ins or fade-outs of the music. It's, it's processing the music separately from the voice. That's very easy. I could, if I wanted to, separate out different left and right channels to really take advantage of the four-channel recording so that I'm on one channel, my co-host is on another channel, my guest is on a separate channel, and the music is on another channel. So I could do it that way if I really wanted to. That would be really easy to do, especially with something like a Zoom H4n. And in this case, I'm combining it with the mixer in order to be able to do all of those things more easily. But another functionality that a Zoom H4n gives you is if you want to plug in an XLR mic, you can plug it straight into the Zoom H4n and also some of the other Zoom models. And there are other recorders out there that let you plug an XLR mic directly into the device. So if you've got, if you've been able to save up and get an XLR mic you really like, but you don't have a mixer, or maybe your mixer is dead, or maybe you want to be able to take your microphone with you somewhere, but not lug around a big mixer, well, the Zoom 
H4n and other Zoom models, and other recorders can let you plug in that XLR mic directly into the recorder and thus record without a mixer. Many of these recorders also have a visual audio level monitor on it. Now, the accuracy or actual helpfulness of this may be up to debate because some of them will actually show you that this is minus six decibels, this is minus 12, this is minus three. So you can see exactly where your audio levels are. Some recorders, though, are just a visual representation. So sure, you can see when you peak or when you clip, but you may not be able to see when or what your actual levels are. So you might not know, am I at minus 12? Am I at minus six? But still, it can help you out. So once you get to know what a good level is, you can watch your recorder and see, oh yeah, I'm coming in at a consistent level. Like when I look at my recorder right now, I can see that my voice is coming in on average between minus 12 and minus six on my recorder. Now there are times when I peak a little, or not peak, but when I get a little bit above that, just like that, or there might be some times when I get a little bit below it, but you're not hearing that difference and you're not hearing it at that level because I do very minor, very little post-processing with Chris's dynamic compressor after I record this. So you get that visual audio level monitor on many recorders out there. Many recorders also make it very easy for you to pause and and resume your recordings. Now, not all of them let you do this. But this can be really handy because this allows you, as you're podcasting, if you feel a cough coming on or you need to take a drink or you see that there's a distraction coming or anything like that, you suddenly remember, oh, I don't remember, I don't know what I was going to say or I need to look up this web address or anything like that. You can easily press the pause button on the recorder, pause, do whatever you need to do then resume your recording, and to your audience, they will not know that you have paused. Like just now, if you were watching in the live show at noodle.mx slash live on 2 p.m. Eastern time on Mondays, then you would see that I just paused the recording, took a drink of water, made a stupid face at the camera, and then resumed. Now you, who have listened to this through downloaded episode or on the website, have had no idea that I had paused. And you would not have known that if I hadn't referred to it. So having this pause button and resume feature while you're recording can really help you make a very smooth sounding thing. And you don't even have to refer to the fact that you might be pausing your recording. You could just pause, do what you need to do, come back, resume. And as long as you remember where you left off or you pause at a good spot, then your audience will never know that you paused and you won't break the flow of your podcast. You can also sometimes get uh, noise reduction from your by using an external recorder because using an external recorder means you don't have to record into your computer. So you may not even need your computer at all. If you weren't using your computer at all during your podcast recording session, then that means less background noise, less chance of hum or anything like that, uh, less chance of something going on, less chance of distraction. You could do all sorts of things uh, that wouldn't require then your computer. You could like switch to using an iPad for your notes or just write your notes on a piece of paper and not need a computer nearby. 
So you get that noise reduction because you have the option of not using a computer for your recording. Now, I know many of us like to have a chat room or we like to have our show notes in a Google Doc or something, or we're searching something up online while we're podcasting, or we might be live streaming or we have sound effects on our recording. Yeah, there, there are all of those things to consider. But this is just an extra function that an external recorder could give you if you wanted to use it. Reason number two, portability. When you podcast, your podcasting doesn't have to always be from your basement or your closet. Now imagine a closet in a basement. That would be really meta for a podcaster. But with the portable recorder, you have the ability to podcast from anywhere. Consider if you weren't tied to your basement closet studio, how much more content could you produce if you could do it from anywhere? For example, you could go somewhere with a nice ambience or ambiance, and you could enhance the feel or the mood of your podcast. Now, this is very fitting in certain cases, like you could go to a sporting event and maybe have a sports-related podcast, so you could record something at a sporting event so you hear the cheers in the background. Just make sure you check your recording to make sure it sounds okay, and you have that good background filtering. Uh, Get close to the microphone. That's my my hint there. But you could record from a a sporting event or maybe some other concert. There's music going on in the background. Be aware of copyrights there. You could record at a coffee shop, an interview with someone. There's a podcast called Marketing Over Coffee, and they record at a coffee shop sometimes. Other times, I've heard that they actually layer a coffee shop background noise behind their conversation. Or maybe you have a podcast that you're doing something out in nature so you can hear things going on in the background. Maybe you're walking through your neighborhood. Maybe you're sitting in a park somewhere and you've got this background noise. Sometimes background noise is not a bad thing. It can often enhance your podcast. Especially, imagine if you did something like the the tour of your local city. Well, my local major city is uh, Cincinnati. So I might say, this is the uh, Cincinnati Tours podcast, and I record my podcast in the city of Cincinnati. You hear traffic in the background, you hear cars beeping, you hear people walking by, but I might talk about a place that I'm reviewing, maybe a restaurant or a coffee shop or something. I might be talking about it while I'm sitting there at that place or sitting outside of the place. So it gives it a really uh, that really nice ambient feel to what I'm recording. You can do that with a portable recorder. Try imagining doing that with a studio setup, a microphone, a mixer, a mic stand, a computer, all of that. It's not going to happen very easily. You can also do things like record impromptu interviews when you're at some kind of event Like if you go to New Media Expo or CES or PodCamp or anything like that, you could go there with your external recorder and just say, you meet someone there and it's like, wow, I didn't know you were going to be here. Can, Can I please just have five minutes of your time and ask you a couple questions about this topic? And many people love to do that. They'll say, yeah, sure, let's go sit down and we can talk about this. So you can do that if you have a portable recorder with you. With a computer Nah, you're not going to get that kind of quality recording from an internal microphone on a laptop computer. And yeah, you could get that kind of quality if you bring all of your audio equipment, 
But do you really want to? Do you want to lug that around? Do you want to have to be worried about the security of it? Just carry this portable recorder around with you in your pocket or in a small bag or something. And then when you meet someone you want to interview, pull it out, interview them. And then you also have the ability that you can pretty much pass the microphone back and forth. Just practice your technique there to make sure that you get everything that they're saying. I took my H4N with me when I went to Blog World and New Media Expo in New York City, and I met some awesome people there, and we got to do some really cool things. Like, I got to meet Callie Lewis and record this. Hey, I'm Callie Lewis from GeekBeat.TV. You're listening to the Audacity to Podcast. And I got to meet some other people and record some little intro bits for uh, some of the other podcasts that I do. And it was really cool. I got to interview some people. Some people interviewed me with their portable recorders. It was really handy. Something else you can do with a portable recorder is you could then, if you do any kind of public speaking, it can be very easy for you to turn your public speaking into a podcast episode by recording them. If you've got a recorder that is really easy to connect to a mixer, like I really like the Zoom H4n for this. I know I keep mentioning it and I know I got an email from someone who had some major problems with it, but I like that the Zoom H4n has the XLR inputs, the quarter inch jacks and the 3.5 millimeter jack. So I could plug in almost anything into the H4n. So I could tap into someone's mixer at a live event and say, hey, can I just... I've got this cables and adapters. Can I just plug this into an output from your mixer and record my presentation? Many people will be perfectly all right with that. That way you can get a high quality recording from their system onto your device. You're barely inconveniencing them and you certainly don't have to wait for them to send you the recording or for them to record it at all. Or you could even take your recorder with you up onto the platform, set it up somewhere where it gets your voice and record that way, which is so much better than someone out in the audience recording it or trying to mess with other systems or setups. So you could record your own presentations, bring it home, maybe do some brief editing, change something, processing, whatever, and turn it into a podcast episode. You can do that with a portable recorder a lot harder if you're trying to record with a computer. And last thing that you could do, uh, an idea for the portability of a portable external recorder is it makes it really easy to continue podcasting while you're traveling because then you don't have to lug around your entire podcast studio of microphones, mixers, computers, and all of this stuff with you. You could do it all or just most of it from a recorder and your computer. It could be that simple. I've done this When I went to Blog World and New Media Expo, I recorded two podcast episodes while I was away that I released. One was here on the Audacity to Podcast. I recorded an episode about business cards at events, and I also recorded an audio review of the Once Upon a Time TV show soundtrack that I released in my podcast over at OnesPodcast.com. I did both of those at about the same time. I was staying at my in-law's house. I just went into a bedroom, held the recorder, and tried to keep my hand perfectly still so I didn't make any extra noise, and I talked into the recorder with my notes in front of me, and then I added music and effects and all of that afterward inside of Audacity since I had my computer with me. So I could still podcast, even though I was somewhere else, I still had that ability just from bringing this tiny little portable recorder relatively tiny. I mean, compared to my mixer, it's 
tiny. And I didn't have to mess with all of that stuff. So top five reasons to use an external recorder for podcasting. Number five, simplicity. Number four, mic replacement. Number three, extra functionality. Number two, portability. And the number one reason to use an external recorder for podcasting, stability and reliability. Again, I, I am definitely a fan, or not necessarily a fan, I am a, an advocate, a defender, whatever you want to call it, of recording straight into a computer. You can do it. You don't have to have an external recorder, but there are and always will be a high possibility of several things going wrong when you're recording into a computer. And depending on your setup, depending on how you're connecting with your computer, any of these problems could arise. Like you could have line noise, uh, interference, electronic interference, anything like that, especially if you're using an analog connection. That is like using the 3.5 millimeter plug and plugging it straight into your computer and that's your microphone going into that or using your built-in microphone. You could have lots of background noise, line noise, interference. I had a computer for a little while. It was a kind of an Alienware computer that the infrared receiver on it caused interference with the analog audio line. And the only way to do that was to go deep into the control panel and turn off the infrared receiver on the computer. And then that interference wasn't there as much. But there was still line noise. You can run into all kinds of things like this. And there are certain workarounds, yes, like you could record with a USB interface instead of an analog interface and these other things. But a portable recorder doesn't have this issue. There's no line noise, especially if your lines, your audio lines aren't going over power lines as well. You don't have to worry about these analog connections and stuff. It reduces the line noise, the hum, anything like that, that recording into a computer could do. Recording into an external recorder also means that it's handling this with its own resources. It's not using your computer's RAM, your computer's CPU, anything like that. And depending on how old your computer is, what software you're running on your computer, and what you're doing on your computer, you could corrupt your recording. I did an episode of my Are You Just Watching podcast over at areyoujustwatching.com. We did an episode about the TV show Dollhouse, and um, my co-host was on through Skype at that time, and I also loaded up an extra computer to play a sound clip directly from Hulu. Now, the way I was controlling that external computer was with uh, remote control software like VNC, uh, virtual network client. I can't remember what VNC stands for, but I was remote controlling that computer with my primary computer. My primary computer was the recording computer. When that remote control program was running, I thought my recording was fine, but I went back and I discovered there was a constant all through the first 10 to 15 minutes of that podcast episode until I had closed that remote control program. Now, I could have seen that coming by testing everything exactly I was pl- as I was planning to do it. And there were several circumstances in play. I was running a new operating system, Windows 7, on an old computer that was actually designed for Windows XP. 
I was running processor intense processes, all of this. It completely corrupted my first 10 to 15 minutes of the episode. Completely unusable. I could not fix it. Even with tools like Adobe Audition's cool little fixing tools, I could not fix the recording. I had to call my guest co-host and say, can we please redo the first 15 minutes? It just didn't work out. Depending on who your guest is, that might not be possible for you in the future. So you want to make sure that you don't corrupt your recording by running lots of things on your computer. Now, if you don't, if you have a computer dedicated to recording, you don't do much else on it, then you might not have that problem. But moving the recording off your computer and onto an external device using it to handle that recording completely eliminates this problem. Also, you could have a crash happen while you're recording your episode and it could result in losing everything you have done up to that point. This could be a software crash on your computer. This could be your computer crashes. It dies. I had an instant just now it's say two weeks ago in between recording our clean comedy podcast and our once upon a time podcast my main computer died completely died it would not boot up at all so i had to quickly switch to my wife's laptop to be able to monitor the chat room play the sound effects and all of that but if that happened while i was recording and i was recording straight into the computer i would have lost the recording completely so Recording onto an external recorder keeps you uh, from losing your progress that way. And many times it can even protect you from a power outage. If your external recorder is battery powered, then you can have it working off the AC adapter and battery backup to it. So if you're podcasting and then suddenly you lose power for whatever reason, you know, sometimes people are just working on the road and they cut a power line accidentally. Anything like that could happen at any moment. Now, I'm not saying to be paranoid about that happening, but it could happen. But if you're recording to a battery-powered external recorder, then you wouldn't lose anything because it keeps recording. Now, then again, if you lose your power, (laughs) then you probably lose power to your mixer and your microphone as well. But at least you wouldn't lose your recording. So that's the thing there. You could then realize, oh, microphones are off, mixers off, Stop your recording so it saves it. Wait until the power comes back on. Then resume your recording. You get that stability there from it. And by recording onto this external device, there there's so much less that could go wrong. So it's a lot more reliable. You, As long as you have good power source, good batteries, and a good SD card, you're probably fine for recording hundreds, maybe even thousands of episodes. In my chat room right now, for Georgian had mentioned and reminded me of my friend Cliff Ravenscraft from podcastanswerman.com. A while back, he had an episode where something, his memory card died after 2,000 episodes. 2,000 episodes on a single memory card had never had a problem up to that point. 2,000 episodes. So can you say for certain that recording directly into your computer will give you 2,000 podcast episodes without ever corrupting or losing your recording? Can you really have that much faith? As much of a proponent and defender as I am of 
it's okay to record straight into your computer. I'm not even going to have that much faith to say you could do 2,000 recordings into your computer without any problems. When I switched to an external recorder, it was because I had that problem. That was back in 2009, I believe, when I had that one problem and I just decided I don't want to risk having this problem again in the future. I'm going to go ahead and get an external recorder. And I also want some of the extra functionality, the portability, these other things that I'm telling you, reasons to get an external recorder. That's what made me decide to get it. So 2,000 recordings without a problem. And as long as you get a good SD card, then it won't be a problem for you either. And SD cards, here's another beautiful thing about SD cards. They often have lifetime warranties. So even if you pay a lot for a card that's reliable, and at some point, maybe it does die, you can get it replaced for free, depending on the warranty, and then record another 2,000 episodes. I'm not even close to recording, having recorded 2,000 episodes. I'm not even close to a thousand episodes. I'm closer to um, 400 episodes, I believe, that I've recorded. Somewhere around 400 episodes that I've recorded uh, different podcasts. So you've got this huge thing of the recorder is very stable and it's very reliable. Also, it's very reliable for reducing the complexity of a Skype call. Because if you're recording into your computer and you want to record a Skype call, well, that makes things a bit more complex, especially if you're on Windows, because it's a bit harder on Windows, and people often try to record it in Audacity and discover that Audacity only records one device at a time, so it can't record both you and your co-host at the same time. There are, yes, software workarounds and all of that, and you can get software specifically designed for recording Audacity calls. That's good. That's cool. But it's also so much easier to do that kind of stuff if you push the recording off to an external device like uh, Roland or a Zoom or a Tascam or anything like that. An external recorder gives you that reliability that sometimes, and simplicity there, sometimes recording straight into your computer cannot give you. So these these external recorders are very stable, very reliable. And I highly recommend getting one. I wouldn't say you have to get one for your podcast, but these five reasons I think will help you know why you should consider one and maybe get one someday. Again, the five reasons are number five, simplicity. Four, mic replacement. Three, extra functionality. Two, portability. And one, number one reason to use an external recorder for podcasting, stability and reliability. I'd love to know, do you use a portable recorder in your podcasting? Let me know what it is. And also uh, go to the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 99. And let me know what kind of recorder you use. What's your experience been with it? What do you like? What do you not like? What are you hoping for? If you don't use a portable recorder, what are you hoping to do if you consider one or why do you not use a portable recorder please let's talk about this so go to the show notes at the audacity to podcast.com slash 99 where we can have this conversation about portable recorders and what works and what doesn't and why do you do it and why don't you do it but also i'll have a poll on the website at the audacity to podcast.com as well as in the show notes for this episode 
where you can vote and say, yes, you use a portable recorder. And I'll have three options on there. Yes, you use a dedicated portable or external audio recorder, like a Zoom, a Tascam, a Roland, or something else like that, Adderall. Or yes, you use a different kind of device, like an iPod Touch, an iPhone, an iPad, uh, something like that. Or no, you don't use an external recorder and you record directly into your computer. So please vote on that poll that I'll have over at theaudacitytopodcast.com, both in the show notes and it will be on the right sidebar for the website at theaudacitytopodcast.com. And please remember to vote for or nominate our podcasts and other podcasts in the current podcast awards. This is the eighth annual podcast awards over at podcastawards.com. And I would love it if you would nominate our shows, our podcasts that we put really hard work into for the podcast awards. Now we have several podcasts that we'd like nominated the ramen noodle for comedy, Christian meets world for religion, inspiration, once podcast for entertainment. That's the one I really want to see be nominated in the final running. And I think we have a really good chance for winning an award with that podcast and also the Audacity to Podcast for Technology. And you can go over to the com slash podcast awards to see exactly how you can do this nomination process. I show you what to put where. And just keep in mind, you can only send nominations once. So get all of the podcasts together that you'd like to nominate, maybe some of mine, maybe someone else's, maybe your own podcast. You can do that. You can nominate your own podcast as well and get your audience to nominate your podcast and you can make recommendations. Huge thanks to everyone who has been recommending my podcast uh, for nominations and along with theirs. And so go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash podcast awards so you can see exactly how to nominate And the nominations are open through October 15th. After that, nominations will close. They'll pick, they'll figure out which podcast will be in the final running for the voting. And the voting starts on November 1st, where you can vote every day for your favorite podcasts. So please watch the audacitypodcast.com and our other podcast sites for which of our podcasts make it into the voting. And I will also, when the voting starts, I will say, These are the podcasts that I'm voting for as well. So if you're interested in what my favorites are in these different categories, then you'll be able to see that and help support the podcasts that I really like as well. Unfortunately, our new podcast on Noodle Mix Network, Beyond the To-Do List, doesn't qualify for the podcast awards because they require that the episode have, or the podcast have started before 2012. I think that's a very good requirement. It's just really unfortunate that our new podcast to the network beyond the to-do list is not able to join the network, but still go over to beyondthetodolist.com and check that out. Nominate or vote. (laughs) No, subscribe. That's the word I'm looking for. Subscribe to that podcast. Eric Fisher is doing an amazing job with it. He'll be interviewing Michael Stelzner from Social Media Examiner next, and he's got several awesome interviews lined up, several already published over at beyondthetodolist.com. One other place that you can nominate any podcast you'd like to and vote for them is in the Stitcher Podcast Awards. This is something that they're doing Now, I think that uh, they have 
a very, very open system here is not as many requirements, but I think it's a bit smaller of an audience that they're appealing to with their Stitcher platform. But still, this is a great chance for you to be able to go over to Stitcher and nominate your favorite podcasts over there. And I'll have a link for them in the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 99. Now, this is the last episode before the 100th episode. So remember to send me your podcasting tips for episode 100. It will be so awesome. I think I've got 100 tips now, but there might be some duplicates. I haven't sorted them all out yet. And there could still be a chance for you to get your tips in because even if I have more than 100 episodes, I'd love to be able to include more podcasters. So that might mean I don't use someone's tip yet. I save it for a future show or something and instead include your tip in there because I want to include as many podcasters as possible. It'd be awesome if I end up with a hundred tips from a hundred podcasters. That would be really cool. And we might be close to that, but I would love for your tips to be in that episode. So email that to feedback at the audacity to podcast.com. Just keep it under 20 seconds. That way it fits into the episode very nicely. And if you'd like to ask any questions for future episodes of the Audacity to Podcast, you can go to feedback or go to theaudacitytopodcast.com, click on the send a voice message tab over on the right side and record a message right on your computer. Or you could also call in to 903-231-2221 and leave a voicemail on that system. Or email your feedback, written or recorded, to feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com. Please join me for the live show when I do this live every Monday, especially the 100th episode coming up on October 15th, 2012. I record this live at 2 p.m. Eastern Time over at noodle.mx slash live. If the schedule ever changes, then you can go there and see what the schedule is for the Audacity to Podcast and our other shows. So I hope that you've considered this and you can check out affiliate links I have for purchasing external recorders if you're interested in that and other resources I have over at theaudacitytopodcast.com. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Please follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle and check out my personal blog at danieljlewis.net. Thank you so much for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at Noodle. .mx. You can join our Clean Comedy podcast, learn how to be productive with Beyond the To-Do List, discover theories about Once Upon a Time, get a Christian worldview from Christian Meets World, and more to come over at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. There are so many podcasts on so many aspects of technology, like medical technology, mobile technology, audio technology, business technology. You get the idea. Lots of stuff about technology. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcast.com and look for the upcoming CES 2013 coverage. That's all part of Tech Podcasts Network at techpodcast.com.